1: Today, I'm excited to have Oliver Libby on the show. Hey, Oliver, how are you?
0: I'm great, Ben, how are you?
1: I'm great, I'm great. Thank you so much for the time and and for joining us today. Oliver Libby is the managing partner of HL Ventures. He's also the chairman and co-founder of the Resolution Project, We're going to go deeper on both of those organizations and what Oliver has been working on. But let's just say we're going to be talking heavily about impact investing, being purposeful, positive social change, and how we can bring that forward through uh, a new approach to venture investing. But before we get into some of that stuff, let's talk a little bit about uh, your background. Tell us about how you got going and the evolution of your career.
0: Uh, yeah, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, what I've already seen here on Uncaged, and uh, I'm delighted to be, to, to be here today. So, um, you know, ro- rolling back the clock to the very beginning, uh, I am uh, a little bit of the odd duck in a family of otherwise mostly doctors, scientists, and educators. Uh, my uh, grandparents and parents who I grew up with and very close with are all uh, well-known scientists who've advanced the frontiers of human knowledge and uh, so that's the the dinner table I grew up around. Uh, we're a pretty multinational crew uh, um, with uh, roots in Europe before World War II and uh, actually uh, those who made it to New York City are the ones who uh, mainly survived that time and so we, we have a great allegiance to New York and to America. Um, but uh, yeah it was a really interesting upbringing and the uh, theme that you'll sense resonates through the rest of my life is I was never pushed to be a doctor necessarily, although everybody, I'm the only mister in the whole family. Um, <laughs> but the idea, right, the idea, you know, and I, I deal with that sometimes, but the, the uh, only motivating factor that they really wanted to see was that my sister and myself would have a positive social impact and whatever you do, do it well and help people. And so that's been a resonant uh, thing in my life. Uh, I oddly took a a turn into the world of, if you can believe it, national security. I thought that conflict was a big disease that maybe I could uh, help uh, to solve a little bit. I spent some time in that world, um, but ended up uh, ultimately uh, realizing that it was a a very big intractable problem for a a very young person. Um, And so I ended up wending my way into working with some friends who had startups and uh, really, really loved the building of new entities. I was always the kid on the playground in elementary school who would start the little business on the side or organize the game. Um, And so I love entrepreneurialism and innovation and, um, you know, happened to have entered my professional career bent at a time where that became very current, right? And, yeah, and so- I
1: I I love that. I, I really I, I resonate that that idea resonates with me. Uh, you know, as as a kid myself, I was also the one who always was working on some type of scheme to, to, to make up to make some money or to start a business in some form or fashion and so i think that that is those are that is always the genesis i think of many many entrepreneurs and and certainly it, it warms uh, people to that i i i heard recently about a guy he a kid who had set up a business where he was selling chick-fil-a sandwiches on sundays because they're closed on sundays and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's, I was like, that's genius. Genius. <laughs> yes.
0: Genius. Disruptive. I love it. I love it. It's disrupting the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Um, But yeah, but you know, it's funny you should bring that up. Because I mean, actually kind of bringing us up to, to today, um, that experience is what launched the two organizations you mentioned. So during the time of the global financial crisis, you know, you kind of either had the choice to go maybe head to grad school or figure things out in your life or to start something disruptive and, I had realized that my talent was not necessarily having that one idea that was going to be a business, but helping other people realize theirs, kind of like a sherpa uh, to That's entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, so, so let's uh, go.
1: Let's go a little bit deeper on HL Ventures first. Um, let's go through kind of like how you guys operate that that fund. How do you build um, kind of an imba- impact investment portfolio?
0: Yeah. So you know when we launched. Uh, HL Ventures. We launched it as what would now be thought of as a venture studio. At the time, there really wasn't uh, an understanding of what that meant. There were a couple of other shops in the country, uh, like Betaworks and uh, and, Idealab that were doing that, but uh, no one really knew what it was called. Um, But the idea is that you uh, help entrepreneurs from very, very early stage, almost at the napkin stage, as we say, um, and you surround them in all the different forms of capital that help someone build a business. So it's not just cash. It's also relationships and experience and services. Um, and that that would give you a much better than even chance of having a successful venture and of properly supporting the entrepreneur. Um, so that's really how we're structured at HL. We're now, you know, 12 years in kind of a company building ecosystem. You can think of us as having like a Swiss army knife of things that are useful for entrepreneurs. So we, provide managed services, we have a big platform team, we do invest in almost all the businesses in the studio as well, but it's all in service of supporting the entrepreneurs and particularly, and I know we're gonna get into this, I'll I'll pause on this, but particularly because we work a lot with underrepresented founders working in impactful businesses, although unabashedly, we're all trying to do this for profit, right? those particular founder communities and subject areas sometimes need a surrounding with a little bit more support and connectivity uh, than your kind of Silicon Valley, you know, cast of characters.
1: That's, that's excellent. And, and I, I see how that links very well with what you're up to at the resolution project as well. I mean, I, I see that that's a, a global nonprofit fostering youth leadership development. I'm imagining that there's a, Uh, Very much of a strong connection with that leadership development and the social entrepreneurship that uh, you're working on the other side as well.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, the the DNA between HL Ventures and Resolution Project is definitely there. They're separate organizations, but they they come from the same place, right, which is that um, supporting people and helping them get that first believer and that first leg up and uh, a set of resources uh, is really important. And so at Resolution, we're just doing it for college students. And there we're, we've helped something like 600 college uh, students in Uh, I think 23 states in America and 82 countries to get started. We don't as much care that those social ventures be for profit or not for profit. And so there's a mixture. Um, But again, there, we're giving them their first grant and then tons of mentorship and support. And it's all that again surrounding the entrepreneur with all the things they need. That's the hallmark of what we're doing there.
1: So it's interesting because I think that when um, organizations like HL Ventures got going as well as I think the resolution project, there was kind of, it was like early stages of people trying to think about a new business models that had more meaning, right? It was, it, you know, I, I think back at that time of 2008, 2009, yeah, people were doing good things, but in some ways it was almost like, uh, still the world of doing, uh, making money and then, you know, maybe giving back a little bit. And 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 I, I I love what you're doing at HL Ventures and the Resolution Project because I think are they're, they're both really good examples of of a trend that, that's happening today, which is a successful business is a purpose-driven business a successful business? Is a social change business? And I mean, how do you guys look at that? And you know, how is is what you're doing? How is it important to, to for business today?
0: Well, look, I think we were on one of the great trends in the change in business uh, <clears throat> earlier than most, um, and and that trend is now, as you as you say, you know. So much of the mainstream business and mainstream asset management are moving towards social responsibility, sustainability, ESG measurement. Um, but I, I always I love to go back and think a little bit about like what the genesis of a a topic area might be. Um, and when you think about kind of what we talk about as impact investing and social entrepreneurship. The impetus for that came from a little bit left field, right? It came from the philanthropic world. It came from media pushing for certain outcomes. And so for a long time, your hardcore financial and innovation practitioners were like, We'll do the work of making money because it's always been, the model has always been learn, earn, and return, right? You spend the first third of your life learning, then another third making a bunch of money, and then the last third, you can give it all back to the community. And that's been the, you know, rotary clubs and churches and all that's been the model for a long, long time. And only recently have people said like, well, wait a minute, why? Why does it have to be split up that way? Like, why can't you just push everything? We're, we're going to be lifelong learners. We're going to be lifelong earners, and we're going to be returning to the community from day one as well. Uh, and so... That, I think, makes a big difference. And if I can share one more point, it's, you know, we live in an era now where the major industries that humans have created can influence people and the planet in ways that were never the case. In 1850, we weren't talking about, like, planetary impacts of particular industries. Now we have to contend with that. And so it makes sense for us to become, for example, in America, the dominant power in sustainable materials and sustainable energy why would we not do that? Because that's going to be what saves people on the planet. And by the way, it's going to make a ton of money for our economy and for the innovators and, and entrepreneurs who are doing it.
1: I, I love that. I, I, I don't want to t- uh, have you kind of uh, highlight any one of your children more than another, but what are some of the businesses that you guys are involved with that you're really excited about?
0: Yeah, uh, man, thanks so much for that. I mean, as you say, but actually one of my one of the funniest things about venture capital done the way that we do it at HL Ventures and and the way that we support entrepreneurs at Resolution 2 is that because we're devoted to them for the entire entrepreneurship journey Sometimes their darkest day is our day to shine, to help them, right? So it's not like we're just waiting at a board meeting for positive results. And if things are going bad, then, you know, we're just not going to help them. Um, Yeah, you
1: don't answer your phone.
0: (laughs) Totally. So for us, you know, so what's interesting about that is sometimes the companies that are in the worst trouble in June are your highest performers the next January. So you never know. I'll tell you just I'm excited right now. It's very timely. We had yesterday the announcement of uh, our Opportunity Fund uh, co-leading around in a company called Holler. Um, Holler is a really inspiring company. It's actually in the social media space, which is another reason I bring it up with you, a maven of the space, and uh, yeah, Holler is, is uh, founded by Travis Montague, who is a real visionary. He happens to be a, a black entrepreneur, although he'd be the first to tell you he's a tech entrepreneur who is black, not just a black tech entrepreneur. Um, but what's interesting about Holler is it's in the social media and mobile messaging world, but it is a company that holds no PII and is not monetizing your data. It's about a completely different and more ethical view of social media and that's where that industry has to go so in hl ventures we're investing in you know renewable energy sustainable materials financial inclusion and in Ethics in technology, and that's one of the hallmarks of Holler, which has been, you know, doing extremely well. Um, I think because of that, not in spite of that, and Travis's, you know, visionary leadership has been really exciting to be a part of as well.
1: Yeah, I know Travis. Travis is uh, really excellent, and uh, what what a great journey to be on, and and what a great leader. I mean, that's a great example of a an amazing leader to support for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm going to change gears a little bit here and, uh, talk about this last year that we've all been living through. Um, you know, it's been an interesting one and I imagine, uh, with early stage entrepreneurs, there's probably been a lot of therapy that you've had to, had to be involved with as well. But I mean, h- how have you been able to manage the pandemic with, with your portfolio companies and as well as, um, the, the, uh, nonprofit that you're, you're, you're leading, uh, what have been the key key learnings
0: for you? Uh, so first of all, let me say it's been, you know, the last 12 months plus have been a time of you know, enormous suffering and tragedy around the world. And, uh, many people I know have suffered directly. And, and all of us, you know, in the change and the, the, um, uh, you know, lockdown and all that. It's been a trying experience to a greater or lesser extent. Um, I am very thankful that uh, because HL Ventures has never been focused on one geography, we have companies throughout the country and Resolution 2 has entrepreneurs all around the world. We were already quite virtual as organizations. So, you know, I miss seeing the team every day in the office, believe me. And, and we certainly miss out on some of the the flow state of being in the office together and checking in for two minutes after a call. But Really, fundamentally, we've been uh, efficient, if not more efficient. Frankly, working from home in certain ways, um, and with our entrepreneurs and the Resolution Fellows too. Like a lot of it has been listening to them, understanding what they're going through, and um, and it's been a huge variation band. So we have you know in the venture world, perhaps because a lot of the companies are very well funded, you know, and are spending down cash balances. So it's not like you know the corner bodega or a restaurant like. They don't hold the million dollars in 12 months of burn. So when the pandemic washed over the venture industry, you saw venture firms move aggressively into helping their portfolio companies doing extension rounds or bridge rounds. And then when everyone had a bunch of cash in the bank, people were able to just continue iterating. So it's not that there was no damage. It's that it was mitigated by the way we're structured compared to a lot of other small businesses that are in much greater danger on the resolution side. A lot of the international fellows were in really trying circumstances, couldn't get access to medication for their parents or food. So mm-hmm. we launched an emergency fund for that for the first time in our 12-year history. And that was really successful. Um, but I'll tell you this. I, I think, you know, if we're, we live in the world of innovation and social impact and times of great trial and disruption are moments at which those things are more relevant than ever before. So we feel like we have a role. We have agency. We're not, this isn't just happening to us. We are... You know, like like jujitsu, we're taking the energy of the crisis and turning it back towards positive impact and supporting the folks we're out there with.
1: That's great. I mean, it's been a learning moment, and I I really feel like uh, there are a lot of businesses that are coming out of the pandemic with a focus on things like uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, really, kind of, I would say, building the genesis of a startup from a different place with a different team, maybe a, a more diverse team, which is really where you guys play. And, and yeah. so I, I'm, I'm excited to see how things are gonna shape for you guys in the future. With that with that in mind, as you think about this moment where we're, we're, we're now seeing people come out of COVID and vaccine rates are, are increasing quickly, uh, what are your hopes for 2021 and beyond?
0: I mean, I'm a natural optimist. I think, uh, you know, the irony is, you know, in venture capital, you have to be a, a, both an effective skeptic and also an optimist. Uh, so uh, those those both live within me. But naturally, I'm a person who sees the glass half full. And uh, and so, you know, coming out of a time of, again, great suffering, um, you know, you've seen some remarkable achievements. I mean, again, nothing that I've done, but my great uncle and my grandfather were both Nobel laureates in immunology. and well, my great uncle discovered messenger RNA. So to see their research, which is so academic and far from people be in everybody's arm, literally uh, messenger RNA vaccines are, are, you know, what's working is just a moment of, of you know, looking back at my family's, uh, you know, work and to see that impact to be very real is very, it generates a lot of hope in me. Um, and it, it kind of that motivates me to do the work that I'm doing now with these entrepreneurs who are advancing the ball to help save the climate or help, uh, you know, uh, get to the bottom of the pyramid and, and include more people in the financial system. It's so many things that we're doing uh, to reinvent social media, et cetera. And I think what you said is really important to Bent, which is, I mean, you, you're you one of the world's experts in uh, the social media world and, and how people build visibility. Uh, It's now possible to do that from anywhere in a way where the tools were there before. um, But now we're going to be able to see entrepreneurs and people get uh, out there, get known uh, via, uh, you know, geographies, for example, that are much more diverse than just like a San Francisco. Um, So I think that there's just a lot of hope right now. There's a lot of achievements happening. You know, America's uh, uh, achievements on inventing the, the main vaccines are historic unbelievable. And so we can look towards the failures that we've seen and learn from them and then celebrate the achievements. And the last thing I'll share with you, long answer, I know, but uh, at Resolution Project, we spent 12 years talking about a global leadership crisis. And it's very, it sometimes can be a little rarefied, right? It's like, oh, what does that really mean? Does it matter if people are are leaders or are events just going to continue to trundle along because the inertia is so powerful in the world we have now? Well, guess what? Leadership matters. We saw that in spades in the last 12 months. And so what we're doing, supporting leaders, entrepreneurs and innovators, I couldn't feel more important right now. And I feel very lucky to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really key for the, the, the short term and the longer term as things uh, take a new shape. And I, I, I guess I have kind of a quick question. So with all of these uh, startups that you work with and all of these early stage uh, leaders, uh, are they are they rushing back to offices, or do you think that they're going to continue to work remotely? How's that going to play out?
0: Look, it's a t- first of all, no one knows the exact answer to this. Um, and actually, I've been most interested in the fact that the large organizations um, are putting things off until you know Q three, Q four, even beginning of twenty twenty two. Now, that's a little surprising to me. Yeah. Um, but look, among the entrepreneurs, I mean goodness knows that the big real estate expense is like the first thing that people were delighted to deep six um, from (laughs) this, this crisis. And I had the startups were already, you know, heavily active on uh, even if they were in the office. I mean, we were joking around before the pandemic, that people would join a zoom call or Google chat, even if they're all in the same office. So um, I I think what we're going to see from this band is um, a hybridized system. I think we do miss The collegial aspects of having an office and being together, I think we will see conferences come back because we do want the interaction. You know, if you're closing that big deal, you want to shake somebody's hand. There's something human about that. But what it means is a lot more flexibility. So as I think about my team members on the days where, you know, some of them just are cranking through introduction calls with dozens of entrepreneurs. Does that need to be done in the office? I don't really know. I don't think so. So we haven't come to a final conclusion, but I will tell you, I think a more hybrid workforce in innovation was already happening, and like so many crises, COVID just accelerated the trend.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that there were certain certainly parts of businesses that were remote, heavily remote already, like developers and development. But uh, now that's very much shifted and become the norm, and and in a positive way. I mean, maybe maybe this is part of that that ability of marrying kind of using technology to live in a more human way. So we'll see how it all all plays out. But Oliver, it's been amazing to talk to you today. Uh, We've been talking to Oliver Libby today on Uncage, which is a program that provides a voice to executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. Oliver, if anyone wants to learn more about HL Ventures or the Resolution Project, where can they find you?
0: Absolutely. Would, would love to connect with folks uh, at HL Ventures. We're very easy. It's uh, www.h-l.vc, like Venture Capital. Uh, at Resolution Project, we're just www.resolutionproject.org. Uh, uh, we're also active on social media uh, and the Canary team has been a wonderful allies in that. So uh, really thanks to you and your, your great crew. And then, you know, I write and, and speak sometimes, and you can find that at oliverlibby.com. And there's ways to get in touch with us through all three of those sites.
1: Excellent. Well, listen, Oliver, it's been really, really enjoyable to talk to you today about everything that you guys are working on. Impact investing is critical for our short-term future and the long-term future. And uh, I'm glad that you're 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 spending your time making that possible
0: for folks. Uh, we've you. had
1: uh, Oliver Libby on the show today. Um, we look forward to seeing you again.
0: Thank you very much. Have a great time and uh, really appreciate doing this.
1: Cheers.